So we're going to talk a little bit about your faith in action today. Faith in action. So she took her faith and she said, God, I'm going to seek you. And she began to seek the Lord. And not just for a few minutes today or a few minutes tomorrow, but hours may go by. Hours may go by. And she continued to seek him day after day after day after day after day. And all of a sudden, her faith became something in action by seeking him. And you experienced some of the things that we haven't experienced yet, but you may want to experience those things. Some of you are like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to be flying around, you know, and all that other stuff. But it can happen, and you can experience those things. How many of you know God is so much bigger than we've even got him figured out? I love it when he does things like that, and he jumps out of his box. So, you know, we got him all in a little box. We got God in our box. Let's put him in our box. He's nice and tidy in the little box. But then when he breaks out of that box... It's like, okay, God, here we go. So I want us to be able to experience some of those things also. But if you guys want to, I'm going to encourage you um, to, to visit with Virginia and say, hey, what, what did it take? What did it was like? What, what, would it, what, what can we do? How can I begin to experience some of those things? And she's got some more that she'll be able to share with us, I'm sure. But faith in action. How many of you know people, people believe in Jesus? The Bible or the, the, the statistics say that 85% of the people in the United States say they believe in Jesus. 85%. But yet, we don't operate on a true belief system, and we've been talking about believing. Many believe that he is who he says he is and claims to be who he claims to be. And that's the difference. Some people believe in Jesus. You know, the Bible says that the devil believes in him. Come on, I'm not going to heaven and the devil ain't going to be there. Come on, he's, he's not going to be there. I'm sorry. There's a... about this mic who said no what oh it was my wife I was like wait a minute I got a little ditty for you I get up in the morning at 6 a.m. have a little jelly have a little jam Get a couple pieces, put it in the slot, press down the levers and the wires, get how to get toast. Yeah, toast. My grandkids and kids know that one, that's for sure. There was a deal with Nita one time was with Gavin, I think it was Gavin or Landry, one of them, and they were singing that song, and Shelly saw that deal on Facebook, and she said, all these years, I thought you made that up. I'm like, no, that was just a song that I learned and sang it, so... It was about toast. I better put my faith in action this morning. Amen. So let me get back to the word of God. So there's people that believe in Jesus, but how many of you know we've been talking about just saying that you believe in Jesus isn't truly believing in Jesus. And, you know, we're looking at a time. We're looking at a time. There is a lot going on in our nation right now, and there is a separation that's taking place and there are some people that are seeking God, and there are some people that are not. 
There's people that want to come against your belief in God and want to tell you how you can believe God. And there's people that want to put you in a box and say, stay there in that box. You can't be breaking out of that box. And then there's another, there's another group that say, we want you to break out of the box. We want you to be able to, to, be able to seek God when you want to seek him. We want you to be able to, to believe God for what the Bible says. We want to utilize the Bible that helps bring us to the understanding of the relationship of Jesus Christ. And then there's others that say, you're not allowed to look at that Bible at all. In fact, I don't care what your Bible says. So there's a real disparity in what's taken place. And I, I want you guys to do some study and begin to look at this because there are some things in our, in our society that people are trying to outlaw that shouldn't be outlawed. There are things in the Word of God that directly conflict the Word of God and they want to live on those things that can conflict the Word of God and they want you to live that same way. How many of you know we, Jesus came for us to be set free? And that's to be able to have the freedom in him and the freedom to worship and the freedom to give God praise. Can we give him some praise this morning? Hallelujah. We just give the enemy a black eye this morning. Thank you. Okay. So. How, how about this one? Hey, Bobby, how about this? It is working. James chapter 2 when we get there. We were talking about... Uh, real quick uh, review we were talking about uh, tonight we're going to talk about or today we're going to talk about faith and action but we were talking about um, having the belief of God and it being a a mental ascent oh I believe in Jesus I believe some some religions believe Jesus was a prophet some religions believe that Jesus was a good prophet some religions don't believe that he was the Messiah some religions don't believe that he was a prophet some our, our, our relationship says he is our Lord and he is our Savior. So we talked a little bit about that belief system and those things that we do. And it's being mental ascent and, and, us, and what's the difference? And when we look at that, because the biblical faith is very different. Biblical faith is more than just mental ascent. Biblical faith is going beyond the facts into the spiritual realm like even Mother was talking about going to heaven and seeing some different things from a different standpoint. Biblical faith is kind of like you buy a ticket. Not just buy a ticket, but I go through the process of getting on the plane, sitting down in the seat, buckling up, and knowing that that pilot is going to get me to where I need to be. Can I get an amen? Biblical faith is knowing that Jesus is who he says he is, and he's going to do what he says he's going to do. i got to have an amen this morning for get fired up here, because I'm telling you, that's the difference between just believing, but having belief in biblical faith in who Jesus is. And my righteousness is not by what I do or don't do. My righteousness is by what Jesus has done for me. So my biblical faith is by righteousness. And how many of you know I'm saved by God's what? Grace through faith. Everybody say faith. Here we are with the currency of the kingdom of God again. And we're actually saying we believe that Jesus is and who he says he is. So I want to pray that you've got your ticket today. I want to pray that your belief system is maybe you're just sitting in the waiting room or maybe you feel like you're just on the plane and you're not sure if you want to go and, and God says, just, just relax, I'm going to take you there. 
And we're going to be able to step into that. We talk about biblical faith, and biblical faith is trust. Everybody say trust. It's putting my eternal destiny in the, in the, the hands of God. It's putting my eternal destiny. You don't control my eternal destiny. God is the one that controls my eternal destiny. Jesus said in John chapter 5, verse 24, he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but is passed out from death into life. Passing from death into life. Passing from death into life. Passing from death into life. And then last week we talked a little bit about three different things, and there's many things, but what faith does. Faith is in, it overcomes the world. Remember that? We talked about faith overcomes the world. We also talked that faith is what? Necessary for salvation. You're not going to be saved without having faith in Christ. You can have faith in the government. You can have faith in other things. You can have faith in each other, but it really comes down to having faith in Christ. Can I get an amen? And he also talked about, we also talked about how faith pleases God. So I want to just jump into this today and talk a little bit about faith in action. And we'll just lay down some groundwork. How many of you know it's good to read the Word of God? It's good. It's really good. James chapter 2. Let's, we're going to start at verse 14. I'm going, to, I'm, I'm going to get to a place and then I'm going to give you an assignment today. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, are, y'all get an assignment for, for next week. Verse 14, James was talking about certain things under the law. And we came to this place where he's talking about faith and works. And just, just, just listen. What use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith... But he has no works. Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is out of clothing and in need of daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed, be filled, and yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body, what use is that? Even so, faith, if it has no works, is dead, being by itself. But someone may well say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Verse 19, you believe that God is one, you do well. The demons also believe and they shudder. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, That faith without works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up Isaac, his son, on the altar? You see that faith has working with his works, excuse me, faith was working with his works, and as a result of the works, faith was perfected. I want to pause right there just a moment because. This word perfected, when you look at it in the Greek, it's uh, teleos is the Greek word from it. And this word literally means complete. Your faith is complete. He's saying Abraham's faith is complete 
by even the works that he did. Okay? He goes on that that word complete means to be accomplished. His faith is perfected. It's, it's, it's complete. He says works, faith, it's complete. It's perfected. It means it's finished. Everybody say finished. He's talking about finished with moral character. That the morality of your faith has brought you to a place where you're complete, and the Bible says lacking nothing, but you're operating in the moral character that God wants you to operate in. I don't know about you, but I'm working on getting there, amen? I'm, I'm, I'm in that transformation process, and we're all in different processes in that transformation. But he talks about this. He says, you see that faith was working with his works, and as a result of that works, faith was perfected. So Abraham, he's using it as an example. And he's saying, Abraham just believed God, and the Bible says, and it was credited unto him to be righteous. God says something to you, get up and go. Do we get up and go? Sometimes by faith. I've had the Lord speak to me and say, don't turn right here. I didn't turn right. I went straight. I don't know why. I still drove there and got there. I don't know to this day. But if he said didn't turn right, I'm not going to turn right. I'm just going to keep doing what I feel like I need to do and listen to the Lord. So he goes on, and that's how Abraham was. And in verse 23, he says, The scripture was fulfilled, which says, And Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. You can find that in Genesis. And he was called a friend of God. Wouldn't that be an awesome name? Hey, Gene, you're a friend of God. It would be an amazing thing. You're a friend of God. I'm a friend of God. And I thought, wow, Abraham was a, a friend of God. And, you know, we've sang songs and we've, we've ministered on the friend of God. Verse 24, he says, You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. In the same way was not Rahab, the harlot, also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so is faith without works. So we're talking about faith in action. Faith in action. Say it with me. Faith in action. Come on, everybody. Faith in action. We're talking about faith in action. We're talking about get off of your rusty dusty and put some faith in action. Or maybe maybe I watched Virginia. She may have been on her rusty dusty and was seeking the Lord. And by her faith, there was some action that took place. And he took her places where she can share with us. I don't know about you, but it's encouraging to me. Verse 22, it says, you see that his faith and his actions were working together. I'm not sure if I've got that scripture. I think I may have. Right here, James 2, 22. It says, you see that his faith, he's talking about Abraham, his faith and his what? Everybody, his faith and his what? And his actions were doing what? Working together. Working together. They were working together. Faith and action working together. Faith and action were working together. Faith and action were working together. Faith and action were working together. And his faith was made complete by what he did. I'm going to kind of go off script a moment because I can call this the dynamic duo. Faith and action. Anybody like Batman and Robin? Without Batman, there wouldn't be a Robin. Without Robin, where's Batman? Are you with me? How about peanut butter and jelly? 
Now we're talking about the dynamic duo, right? We're talking about, you know, I don't know, I like chocolate cake and milk, you know what I mean, together. Or, or, or you know, those, those things that work together. You, gotta, you have one, you got to have the other. You, you got to have faith, you got to have action. We can have faith and we can say we got faith. I got faith, I got faith, I got faith, I got faith. But without faith getting in action, some of you took your faith today and by action you got in your car and you drove here and you pulled up in the parking lot and you joined us. That was faith in action. That was faith in work. Are you with me? You were working it. You were like, hey, it's coming in action. But see, remember what we read earlier when James was talking about it. Wasn't he talking about as somebody comes in and says they're in need? You can see them. They're in need. They've got a need. They, they come in and, 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 they, and, they're, and you just say, oh, well, I hope things are good for you. Hope things go well. How many of us sometimes get to that point where we just say it's okay? You'll be all right. It's good. It's good. Look at verse 17. I want to share this one real quick before I get into this. In the same way, faith by itself is not accompanied by action. If it's not accompanied by action, it's what? It's dead. It's dead. I, I made a note in mine right here, dead in the Greek. You know what it means? Dead. That's what it means. It means dead. It says, just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also is faith without works is dead. It's dead faith. Dead faith. Dead faith substitutes the word instead of action. Good. I hope things go well with you. I hope your needs are met. We just let that go. We, we talk to the Word and we talk about it and, and we talk the talk, but we don't walk the walk. Come on, somebody. We, we want to love people, then let's love people. And let's love them right where they're at, no matter where they're at, no matter what's going on with that. And we can talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And James was saying, hey, stop talking about it and start doing it. Start to- stop talking about it, stop talking about it, and start doing it. Stop talking about experiencing God in the heavenly realms and start going there. Start going there. Walk doesn't line up with the talk. James was taking this illustration that I was sharing with you. And a, you know, a, a poor believer came into the church and then without nice clothes and without food. And, 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 and when, when they came into the church, somebody noticed that. Somebody noticed it. And they noticed that the visitor, when they came in, they noticed that there were some situations and, and he needed some needs met, but those needs weren't met. Because why? Because they said, I hope all goes well with you. I wish you well. Keep warm. Keep well fed. How many of us have ever done that? And I know most of us haven't done that because we're a faith in action kind of church that when we see there's a need, we try to meet that need. When we see there's somebody that's hungry, we try to get them to that place with Utilize the Hope Center. It's just exploding over there because there's more and more people coming through. Last month, last month we had 148 new people, new families coming in. And almost every month, it seems like there's, there's 30, there's 40, there's 60, there's 80. There's, it, we service 16 counties, excuse me, six counties in 17 different communities. That is an example of faith in action. 
And that's what he was saying. He was, he was looking at this, and he was saying, how many of you have faith? But he says, I'm going to show you my faith by what I do. Now, we know we're not saved by works, right? Not telling you that. You go work, and you're saved. No, you got to be saved only by Jesus Christ. When you accept Jesus Christ, we've done that. Romans 10, 9 and 10. We believe in the Lord, thou shalt be saved. You believe in him, we shall be saved. But then from salvation, what takes place? Do we, do, do, are we operating and are we moving in our faith? Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. Let me give you a couple scriptures. It says, for Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. Now, this was back when you think about it. The Jews, they were believing that, hey, you, you can't be born again or you can't be, you can't be a, a Jew who has the favor of God without being circumcised. They're like, no, it's not circumcision. It's not about being circumcised or not being circumcised. This ought to be good for you ladies because he was also saying, hey, it ain't about circumcision because only the guys could be circumcised or uncircumcised. So he was saying this is for everybody. We haven't looked at it sometimes that way. He goes on, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through what? Love. Faith with an expression. How many of you know that's faith in action? Faith has an expression. And it expresses itself through love. Through love. 1 John 3, 17. Let's, let's look at it. He says, if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in actions in truth. Let me love with actions and truth. I say I love my wife, but do I show her that I love her? I say I love her. I tell her I love her. Ooh, baby, I love you. But do I show her I love her? Or do I show her that I love her the way I think I should show her that I love her without asking her what shows you that I love you? Pastor comes in and the couple's having an issue and they sit down in his office and they start talking about some things and and then they're going through it. They're having a difficult time in their marriage and and it's and he's like, you know, what what's going on? And the guy's sitting there and said, I don't know, I just can't seem to do anything right. And he talks to the wife. He said, what, what's going on? She says, I, I don't know, but I, if he would just do the laundry and help me fold the laundry. To her, that was part of her love language. Acts of service, doing something for her. And the husband was like, I spend all this money, I buy all this stuff, I do all these things, and he's telling me it's just the laundry? You know why? We don't know, because we never ask. I want, I, want to know, I want to know what it shows her that I love her so I can do what it shows her that I love her. Do you guys understand that? When we show others that we love him, it may be meeting those needs. It may be helping them. Not just go in peace, be well fed. You know, with it, you guys are the praying church. I love it because all of a sudden I'll see somebody over there and go, I got something for you. Let's pray. 
Let's pray and believe God. And then you follow up with that person. Did this happen? Did that happen? Yes, this is what happened. I got a job. You know what I mean? I got a job. Now I need transportation. And they'll, they'll pray. Or there'll be times where it's like, hey, I can connect you with these resources. And we can do these certain things. And then all of a sudden, we, our faith is now all of a sudden being put in action. Hello? It's being put in action. I want to I get it in action. I, I, I got I to engage it. Sometimes we're just sitting here in neutral. Love God, love God, love God, love God, love God. I'm in neutral. Not going anywhere, not doing anything. Not, I mean, that's not everybody. But you understand that's part of us saying we need to, we need to kick this thing in gear. We recently had my, my truck was in the shop or I was trying to drive it. I got pulled up to a place over there. It was actually a signs of life building over there. And I pulled up there and I couldn't, couldn't get it out of gear. It wouldn't, wouldn't back up. So this guy crawls up underneath there and he fixes this deal. He moves this. Some of y'all may know you can hit this lever thing in there and it puts it in gear. So I backed up and he said, you know, I said, can I go to the automotive place and get it fixed? He said, yeah, but give me just a minute. Let me get under there and see if I can get it in drive. So he climbed up under there and he this thing and I drove it over instead of having a tow truck. How many of you know sometimes we just got to put it in gear? We got to have faith in action. Let me go on. Let me go on. You guys give me another few more minutes. First John 3, 7, it says, If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother or sister in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech but with actions and in truth. How many of you know that there's a parable in the Word of God? And it's, it's the Good Samaritan. Anybody, you familiar with that? It's Luke chapter 10, verses 25 and 37. And Luke chapter 10, verses 25 and 37. I want to I go through it. I, wanna, I want you to read it. I want you to see a faith that, that's, action, that's in action. Luke. Luke. I'm in John. Luke. Chapter 10. Verse 25, Jesus is having a discussion, and there's the attorney, there's the lawyer. Lawyer's asking him a question. And Jesus goes on, and he's in verse 25, I'm starting at verse 25. And the lawyer stood up and said to him, to the rest, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Verse 26, and he said to him, What's it written in the law? How do you read it? Or what's it read to you? And he answered, he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But wishing to justify himself, he said to Jesus, and who's my neighbor? Verse 30, Jesus replied and he gives him this parable and story and he says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among the robbers and he stripped him and they beat him and he went leaving him half dead and by chance a priest was going down the road and when he saw him he passed by on the other side likewise a Levite also when he came to the place he saw him and passed by him on the other side but a Samaritan was one on a journey and he came upon him and he saw him and he felt compassion. And he came to him and he was bandaged up his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. And he, excuse me, and he said he put him on his own animal, his own beast. And he brought him to an inn and it took care of him. 
On the next day, he took out two denarii, which is two days' wages. And he gave it to the innkeeper, and he said, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will return and repay you, which these three, excuse me, which these three, oh, which of these three do you think provoked the neighbor to be a neighbor of the man who fell into the robber's hands? And he said, the one who showed mercy toward him. Jesus said to him, go and do the same. He's with this lawyer. He's talking to this lawyer. And he, he gives him this story. And he says, which one do you think is a neighbor? And I could go into it. And we won't get into it today. But maybe next week we can explore a little bit more. But there was a priest. Priest walked by him. Some people are like, well, I wouldn't walk by him. Well, yeah, you probably would. Sometimes we all do. Then there was the Levite. The Levite, he was, he was a godly man. He walked by him. He didn't do anything. And then there was a Samaritan, and I won't get into the background of the Samaritan, but, but the Samaritan, the, the Jews, the Israelites, married some of the Samaritans, and they were intermingled, and they said that their faith was polluted, and, and their, 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 they, they, they were no longer worthy to be in the Israelites. They were not no longer to be in the tribe they were no longer to be that. So they would stay away from the Samaritans. The Samaritans were outcast people. But yet this Samaritan comes through and he does what? He takes care of him. He must have stayed at the inn that night also. Because it says in the next morning. So I'm going to encourage you. I want you guys, here's an, here's an assignment. This is the parable of the good Samaritan. Let me see what I got next. I'm, I'm kind of editing my deal. What's the next slide? This is your challenge this week. Can you come, Angela? I believe each and every one of us is going to have an opportunity this week to put our faith in action. What does that mean, Pastor? Somebody comes up and wants me to buy him a house. I buy him a house. No, it's not what it means. But we're going to have opportunity to put our faith in action. What it means is don't just say that it's good. I hope things are good for you. Go well. Be fed. See ya. We're going to have opportunity this week to put our faith in action. So I'm going to challenge you this week. Winona, read through this scripture. We've read through it a hundred times, Pastor. Read it again. The Word is alive, guys. You can read it one time, and you come back two months later, and you read it again, and you're like, oh, I didn't see that in there before. I've read passages, scriptures, Terry, over and over and over and over, and I can still pick them up today, and they're still alive, and they still speak to me, and it's amazing how they'll speak something different than what they spoke months ago when I read it. You know why? Because the Bible, it says the Scripture is used for teaching and reproof and gaining knowledge and in wisdom and everything else. And it can, it can change. It's, it's alive. It's alive and active. It'll, it, it, when you look at it, it's a living word. It's, it, 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 it looks at it and you're thinking, okay, this is going on in my life. So we see things through this veil. Are you with me? Of what's going on in my life. Well, the same thing's not going on in her life. There's something different that's going on in her life. 
So she's going to read that same scripture, and I believe God's going to talk to you about something in that, and it may be different than what he's talked to me about that. So I want you to be able to read this from now to this next week. I don't care if, I would love you if you read it every day. Put yourself in position of being the priest. Put yourself in position of being the Levite. Put yourself in being the position of being the Samaritan. Put yourself as looking back on all of it and watching a movie play out. Some of you may want to be the lawyer asking Jesus the questions. <laughs> well, who's the neighbor? He said, I got your neighbor right here. Here's this parable. Some of you may want to look at it from Jesus' standpoint of what's taking place. Some of you are going to look at and see where, where Jesus is talking. I mean, the parable is talking about Jesus. Maybe talking about you. Maybe talking about somebody you know. So here's the challenge this week. Is I want you to read that. Okay? Everybody got that? I want you to take mental note of an opportunity for you to be a good Samaritan. I'm trying to put this nicely. There's going to be some situations this week that people are going to, you're going to hear about, be involved in. And I want you to ask the Lord how it is you want to deal with that. I don't know what that's going to be. But I know God's going to put you in those positions this week. And as you're reading through that, you might say, Ooh, this is part of the Good Samaritan. Can I take care of this? Do I need to do this? Do I need to pray for this person? Do I need to give them my coat? Do I need to bandage them up? Do I? Do, and I'm not talking about literally. I don't know, maybe you may run into somebody and that's hurt and they, they may need to be picked up and taken to the hospital. You know? Praise the Lord. I love that. I love that. When you guys are reading the word and then I use that scripture, you're like, bingo, there's a light goes off and you're like that. James. I want to hear more about that next week I want you to come give us a testimony of kind of what has taken place and we'll go through that because I want to be able to hear it I want I want to eventually you guys will be able to say not we're not boasting by saying oh I I did this for a person or I they ran out of gas and I went home and I got my gas jug and I drove back over and I put gas in it and then I took them and put in gas that's great that's wonderful we're, we're, we're not boasting for us we're boasting for the Lord 
You know, Paul says, if I boast, I boast to the Lord. I, I, I've, I've got nothing going on. So I want you to accept the challenge you already have, but read through it again, and I want to hear some more testimony. So next week, I want us to begin to look at it and say, here's what I was able to do, or here's what I felt. And sometimes, guys, there's times where it's like, do I do that? Do I not do that? And you've got to hear from the Spirit of God. Kelly was talking about hearing God. I hear from God. I felt like I wasn't hearing from God. I'm hearing from God now. You can always make a mistake by doing it the best. Somebody one time was like, well, maybe you weren't supposed to do that. Well, no, I did it. Well, maybe that was for somebody else to do. I said, well, I'm going to make an error by doing it then. Okay, if I make a mistake, I'm going to make an error by doing it than not doing it. But I had an issue one time where the Lord had, and maybe I shared with this, the Lord had, the guy had come up and they said, I need prayer. And they told me about this need. And I was like, God, I want to meet that need. I want to do it. Say, just, I'll use this as an example, 20 bucks. I got 20 bucks. I can, I can come up with 20 bucks. I can shake some stuff out of my car, you know, look under the seat and, in the, and find the $20. I can do that. I can do that. And the Lord said, no. And I heard somebody one time say, well, God's not going to tell you no like that. I'm like, he did me. He may not you, but he did me. He said, no. And I was like, okay, pray for them. And, and I prayed that the Lord would meet their need. And guess what? He did. The following week, I saw the person, we talked about it, and I didn't meet the need, but they, somebody else did. So I learned a valuable lesson. It's like, God, let me check in with you first. Because <laughs> Shelly was like, Shelly, I give it all away. <laughs> I love to give it all away. You know what I mean? I'll just give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away. And, and that's not always good because God says, hey, we need to have wisdom in what we're doing. But what I'm saying is on, this good, on the Good Samaritan, as we read through it, I want you to look at it, and there's your challenge. God's going to present something to you, and I want you to be, hopefully you'll be able to see. Some of you may miss it. Some of you later on as it goes by, you're like, oh, that was it. That was the one pastor was talking about, and I blew it. That person needed a ride to the doctor, or that person needed to go to the store, or that person, you know what I mean, I, whatever that might be. When we begin to start stepping into this faith in action, you're going to see what happens not only to the other people, but the truth is what's going to happen inside you. Let's stand up today. If you'll just stand up today. I want to pray that God is stirring something. Stirring something deep within you. Stirring something as you take this challenge today. You're going to take the challenge? You're going to take the challenge? Come on. You're going to, guys going to take the challenge? Take the challenge. Take the challenge. Come on. Take the challenge this week. That God is stirring something with inside of you. Just put your hand on your stomach, if you will, this morning. God, today, I thank you that you are stirring some stuff within us. We see where he says faith without works is dead. It's like dead. It's not life. There's no life there. And we just thank you, God, that you're, you're going to show us. You're going to show us. We're going to have eyes to see. And we're going to have ears to hear. And we're, we're not going to just jump out on the first thing. We're just going to wait and position and listen. Listen to you, Holy Spirit. Talk to us. Show us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Are we listening, church? You're going to be listening. Father, I thank you that the eyes are going to be clear enough to see. The ears that may be stopped up are going to be opened up. And we'll take this challenge of putting our faith in action. Thank you for the opportunity to do it, God. 
Thank you, because you're going to send somebody my way that is specifically for me. And I thank you for that, God. And then we're going to be able to meet whatever needs to be met right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Somebody said, hey, what y'all teach in church today? You say faith and action. Everybody with me? Faith and action. That's what we learned about. We bless you. We send you forth. Wednesday night, we do have prayer. If you guys want to join us, send us a text. If you're unable to join us, Wednesday night, 630. God bless you. Have a great afternoon in the Lord.